Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Um, so I'm Kate Bowman. I'm the CEO of Floyd Consulting. I am so grateful to be here and just so grateful to be part of this Breakfast with Champions community. Honestly, Glenn and Sarah and everyone, all the incredible moderators, it's just such an honor to be with you and um, and everyone in this room. You know, I, I love starting my day with hashtag rise and grind. I love the positivity that Glenn brings, the energy. It's like I wake up early and I start my day at the gym with the my headphones in my ears as I'm working out. And I just love feeding my body and my mind with good stuff, especially in the morning to get me pumped for the day. And today specifically, so it's Wealth and Health Wednesday, which is amazing. And one of the things that I love about waking up to with with rise and grind is Glenn's message. And one of the things that I did, I didn't have an opportunity to share this morning, but the message that he, he was really talking about finances and money and how we have to talk about it. And I loved the whole message because we need to normalize the conversation around money. And what I found so interesting is that so many of us, like Glenn talked about this morning, so many of us were taught to not talk about money which is why people don't know how to create more abundance. And we have no problem talking about, oh, we're in debt or this is too expensive. Like those things are just kind of thrown around. But if we actually talked about money, if we normalized it, if we didn't make it a taboo subject, well, that's what we need to do if we expect to not have these challenges, right? we wouldn't have those same challenges because we would all know what to do with our money. We would normalize these conversations. And it's fascinating how really everyone would have the opportunity to create more wealth when we learn how to invest starting at a young age, starting small. 
I have two nephews and a niece. They are adorable. I love them to pieces. And I always tell my sister, like on their birthdays and Christmas and all of the holidays, I'm always that I'm the aunt that, you know, my they get enough gifts and presents and toys and all that stuff from their grandparents. I like to say, hey, I, I want to invest in them and I want to put money in their investment account. That's what I want to do because I want them to look at me and say, oh, my gosh, Kate, like you're, when they're in their 20s, I want them to thank the aunt that that was that thought about wanting to set them up for success. Because I love when you hear stories about people that start putting things away and that compound interest that over time. And so I love I really love that 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 session today, Glenn. And for those of you that didn't get a chance to hear it, that's another reason to go over and check out the podcast because today's episode and the series this week is really, really powerful. But today I'm going to talk about the, the health of, of an organization, because organizations that are healthy, they make more money and they can give more money to their employees as well. And so that's what I want to talk about today uh, for the next few minutes. And um, I'm excited to be here with you because this is a topic that I'm really passionate about. And today in the workforce, about 70% of the workforce today is disengaged. 70% of the workforce is disengaged. That means we have about 100 people in this room. Only 30 people, only 30 of you are engaged in your work. And I know who you are. No, I'm just kidding. I do not. But only, only 30 people. That's crazy. That is a super high number. And when we look at engagement, we have to look at engagement as a spectrum. Right. So we have people that are on one side of the spectrum and they are these people are super engaged. They are excited. They are fired up. They come to meetings. They are they love being part of conversations. They love helping. They love serving and they are jazzed to be there. And those people, we love working with those people because they get things done. And then there's people who are a little bit further along the spectrum. So so that we have people that are 85 percent engaged and 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 60% engaged, and 42% engaged, and 23% engaged, and 10% engaged. And then on the, all the way on the other side of the spectrum, we have those Q&S people. We have those people, they're Q&S people. They quit, but they stay. They quit, but they don't tell anybody about it. You know those people. Flash your mic if you know some Q&S people in your organizations. Yes, Dora Maria, you know some. We all know some Q&S people. And as leaders, it's our responsibility. And even if you're just part of a team, it's our responsibility to help improve the engagement of the people in our organization. Today, especially today, work, our work life and our professional life are so intertwined, right? Especially with everything that's been happening over the past two years. But really, they've always been intertwined because if somebody is leading a dysfunctional life. And let's be honest, today, more and more people are living highly dysfunctional lives. They're in debt, they're overweight, they're stressed, they're anxious, there's so many things going on. And today, people's lives are becoming more dysfunctional. And we, how can we expect that if somebody is living a life where it's dysfunctional, they're in debt, they come home from work, they sit, they hang out, they sit down, they watch TV, they're not engaged in their own life. How do we expect that they're going to come into the office or sit down at their computer or get to work? And all of a sudden they're, they're very strategic and they're on time. All, they're, they're, they're very punctual. 
and they're making the best decisions. We can't expect that. If they're not doing that for their, themselves personally, we can't expect that they're going to do that professionally. And organizations today, many or well, over the period of history, most organizations are really focused on becoming smart. We focus on strategy and marketing and finances and technical skills, all that stuff, because those things are very important, right? Those are the things that help us to build a successful business. But in addition to those things, we also need to create a healthy environment. And most organizations don't focus on the, the healthy part of it. And the healthy part is dynamic teamwork and high morale and low turnover and productivity. This is the health of your people. Nothing impacts an organiza organizational health like the health of the people who drive the organization. And in many ways, smart equates to IQ and healthy equates to EQ. And healthy is actually a multiplier of smart. So let's take, let's take an organization and they are really focused on strategy, marketing, and, and execution. They are, at, on a scale of one to 10, we give them a 10. They are a 10 out of 10 on, on smart and all of those qualities. But let's say we take that same organization and if you're evaluating how healthy they are, the health of their organization, do they care about their people? Are they really, are they focused on high morale? And they get a three out of 10 on the healthy sector. We've got smart and healthy. So 10 times three is 30. So they get a score of 30. Now let's say we take another organization and as smart goes, they're good. They have a strategic plan. They're decent at marketing. They have, you know, they're, we give them a six. They get a six out of 10 on, on smart. But when it comes to healthy, they care about their people. They invest in coaching. They invest in, in programs to help their people grow. So that's six times six, which is 36. So now you have one organization that ranked 30 and the other that got a 36. The organization that gave the same amount of energy and effort to smart and healthy actually ranks higher because they care about both of those things. Most companies, they only ever scratch the surface of their collective intelligence and talent because they don't give smart people a healthy environment. And health is the greatest competitive advantage and virtually an untapped resource and opportunity for organizations today. We spend too much time on smart and give too much credit for it and too little time and energy and resources on healthy, creating an environment, a healthy environment where your people can thrive and grow so that every area of the organization grows. Your organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that the people who are driving it are becoming better versions of themselves. This is what I get to do. This I get to live, eat, and breathe this stuff all day, every day, because I have the pleasure of running a coaching company. It's Floyd Consulting, and it was founded by Matthew Kelly. And these are the messages that we share with our clients all the time. And it's incredible the 
the transition, the, or it's incredible the impact that we see when companies focus just as much energy on health as they do in smart. So let me ask you a question. I don't know who I don't know who all is here with me today, but question for you: Who here loves change? Just unmute your mic. Do you love change? Who loves change? Yes or no? I hate change. I okay. Love it. Ooh. Okay. So we've got we've got some hates. We've got some love. So most people say they hate change, but people actually love change. What they don't like is transition. We don't like transition, right? We, we want to have a healthy body and we want to look great and we want to have great morning habits and routines, right? We're all in, we're doing the 67 day challenge because we want to, we want to feel really great every day. But when, when that alarm goes off, oof, I mean, we're doing the challenge, so we can't, we got to get up and go, but you know, we don't always feel that way. We want to be a really great boss and do all the right things. But oh my gosh, sometimes that transition with our team, it is exhausting to get them to do the things that we need to do. We want to have great social media and, and lots of engagement and create the best posts that get the most interaction. But oh my gosh, we don't. Who wants to learn a, these TikTok dances? Oh my gosh, there is, that just takes up so much time. Life is transition, and business is transition. And when we want to help our teams grow, and we want to help our people grow, and when we when we want to grow, we are at a certain place today, and we see the future of where we want to go, of where we want to be. We see that. And there's this, this gap between those two things. There's this gap between the present and the future. And what fills that gap is crazy time. It is crazy time. It is that time where it's uncomfortable. It's that time where we don't always wanna be because we want we just want that. We want to have already had the change. Doing the work to get to the change is the hard part, right? I have many, many author friends and, and, and they say to me, yeah, I want to, to have written the book, but to write the book, that's the hard part. And so how, how do we, for ourselves and for our team, for our team, how do we get through crazy time? How do we get from present to future and navigating crazy time? What we do is we put a dream on the other side for them. So we put a dream on the future. We show people, we have to get people attached to whatever that outcome is, to that dream. Because when we see the dream on the other side, we can get through crazy time. We can get through whatever it is that we need to get through in order to achieve that dream. So what are your dreams? What are your dreams and what are you doing about them? Because your dreams are yours for a reason. And we have to understand that and we have to know that and we have to understand that your dreams are yours for a reason and your people's dreams are theirs for a reason. And when we can identify 
the dreams of the people that work on our team, that work alongside of us, when we get to know them more and we help them fulfill their dreams, we help give them the tools to be better, to do better in their, in their professional life and their personal life, that is a gift. That is a gift that we get to do. And, and as I'm saying, leader, it doesn't even matter if you don't, if you're not part, if you don't lead a team, if you're part of a team, we can all work together to create a healthier environment for people. No matter where you are in the organization, you have an opportunity to be a culture advocate, someone who believes in the culture of an organization and they do one thing every day to make that culture better. And one of those things that you can do is start asking your team members, what's your dream? And so I would love to do a little, we'll do a little dream storm session, just like a little, let's, let's get some dreams out there so we can kind of be excited. Although this is a, this is a group that I already know is very excited about the things that they have going on, but this is an exercise that you can bring back to your team at your next team meeting, at your next huddle, or, or whenever you have some time with them, that I guarantee will boost the engagement levels from your people they, immediately. Nothing ignites engagement like asking someone about their dreams, the dreams they have for themselves, their family, their future. Because when we believe that we have a bigger, better future, when we believe that we can access those dreams, we can, we can do something to achieve that dream, there's nothing better. So I have a couple questions, and these are just these are just a couple of of kind of starter questions to kind of get a dream storm going. Because a lot of times, people, when especially in the workforce, when we ask them, okay, let's start dreaming, they look at us like, you guys are insane. What are you talking about? We're here. We need to focus on strategic like strategy and metrics and all of these things, right? We always go to the to smart. But let's bring in some healthy activities. Let's bring in some, some activities that are going to promote the health of an organization, which means we have to promote the health of the individuals that drive that organization. So question number one, if you could go, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? We'll pretend like all this COVID stuff is not happening. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? And you can unmute your mic and just... Shout it out. Aruba. Fiji. Ooh, Aruba and Fiji. I love it. I want to go to New Zealand. That is 100% on my list. Um, what's so fun about, about doing this with your teams, too, is that when you start to, to do this and people start sharing, you're like, ooh, Fiji, that sounds great. I'm going to put that on my list, too, because you can like continue to, to get your uh, dream list bigger and better. Um, all right, question number Two, if someone gave you $1,000 and you had to spend it today, what would your dream purchase be? You had to spend it today on you, like something on you. You weren't allowed to give it away to chair. Like you had to spend it on yourself. What would be your dream purchase? A custom fitted suit. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, Mary Lynn, what'd you say? Full spa day. Oh, yes. Who said custom fitted suit? Ramon. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Shapiro, did you have something? 
No, I was. I I just told you. I I didn't think Ramon was going to unlike the to own the suit, but I figured wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to take the spa day too. See, I love that. That was a great idea. Um, awesome. Okay, what one? Ooh, and you don't have to unmike for this unless you want to. But this is a this is a great one. Um, what one relationship would you most like to improve in your life? What one my wife, my wife. I need to be a better mm. husband. The one between me and me, no more self-judgment, no more beating myself up, practicing what I preach and making self-love number one priority and actually doing it, not just talking about it. Oh, Renee, I love, love, love that. Does one more person want to share what one relationship you would like to improve? My relationship with my dog. I really don't like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to improve that. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is, yes. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Callie. She is a Cavachon, and she is, I guess it's after 11. It, she is a pain in the ass. <laughs> she, she was a COVID dog. She was bought in a whiskey fog, and uh, it, I, I probably should have not oh goodness all right well we're gonna put some good vibes out there for you dr shapiro um all right one last one if you had no fear what activity would you try if you had no fear well i am definitely jumping from a perfectly good baby. airplane oh my god that's the same thing i was gonna say <laughs> skydiving Oh, I love it. You know, um, years ago, I went skydiving, and I am so glad that I did it. And right when I was done, I was so excited, and the guy said to me, oh, awesome, when are you going to do it again? And I said, never. I'm never doing it again, <laughs> but I'm so glad that I did it. Um, Kate, awesome. I have yes. to, Kate, I'm so sorry. This is Renee. I just have to tell you, same, same situation. I actually went skydiving on my honeymoon, you guys. This first day of our honeymoon, I just asked the concierge, I was like, what about skydiving? And my husband was like, what the hell? Well, we went, and all I can tell you is the minute I touched down, I felt like there was nothing I couldn't do. I was like, I did it, I did it. And I proceeded to call my, my parents, who would have died if I told them beforehand, and I told them I just jumped out of a plane. And of course, my mother was like, what the hell is wrong with you? But I felt like unstoppable so i i would just like to say i think that's a great challenge for all of us like do that thing that scares the shit out of you because when you do boy on the other side there's so much confidence and light and it reminds you of your power oh yes renee totally absolutely i love that i love that and what i and I, the other day i was in, i i talked a little bit about challenges and challenging yourself and even if it's not jumping out of an airplane just something, right? Like have these challenges in your life or going back to the dreams, right? So th these were just some, some dream starters, but we have all different areas of our life, right? Financial, adventure, intellectual, physical, legacy, legacy dreams, creative dreams, character dreams, spiritual dreams, emotional, material, psychological, professional. So when we think about all those 12 different areas, my challenge for you today is to create a list of 100 dreams. Write a list of 100 dreams in all these different categories. 
And I know sometimes when I when when we tell our clients to do this, they're like, they look at us like we're nuts. They're like, a hundred dreams, what? And it's because we've stopped dreaming. But when you look at all these different categories, financial, professional, emotional, legacy, creative, all these different categories, we can then come up with that list of 100 dreams. And what's so great is when you do this with your teens, when you do this with your family, when you do this with your friends, and they start telling you their dreams, now we can take their dream, like we don't take their dreams, we add, we, we take their ideas and we can add those to our list as well, right? Things that maybe we didn't think of, like a physical, a physical dream might be, you know, I had one of my dreams was to do one of those Spartan races and I had taken that dream because somebody else had done one and I thought, oh, I'm going to put that on my list. And then I got to do that a couple years ago when it was amazing, so when we talk about our dreams with other people, we start to realize, wow, there's a lot of dreams and they don't, and, and these dreams, they don't have to be huge dreams. They can be small dreams. Like maybe, I mean, if you want to buy a home or maybe you just want to spend some time with yourself, maybe you want to, for as far as your spiritual goals, maybe for you, it's, it's, it's doing some of the stuff that we're doing in the challenge, which is taking some time to write down your gratitude, to let yourself meditate. These are all dreams that we have for our lives. And when we start to have those conversations, it starts to increase the engagement. It starts to increase the health of your organization. And so I'm so uh, grateful that I was able to spend some time with you this evening. It is one of my favorite things to do to talk about this with organizations and with individuals because I, it breaks my heart when I meet people who have stopped dreaming who have stopped believing in a bigger, better future for wherever they are. Your future can be bigger than your, than your past. And the way that we get through that crazy time for ourselves, for our teams, is when we focus on the dreams that we have for ourselves and for our lives. And so I, again, I get to run this organization. And one of the things that we do is we actually certify dream managers. We certify dream managers that go into organizations and serve as a life coach for their team members so that we help them achieve the dreams of their, their lives personally, so that they show up at work even better, even more engaged and excited professionally. We help them become a better person all around so the organization as a whole can be the best version of itself as well. And so if you're interested at all in chatting with me about that, I would love to hear from you. And again, my challenge to you, write that list of 100 dreams, be excited, take this back to your family, your friend, your workplace. And please, if you do this, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Please message me over on Instagram, connect with me over there. I would love to hear the impact that it had with whoever you did this with, or even if it was just with yourself, would love to hear what this did for you because it is a, one of the most amazing activities that we can do for ourselves and our teams and the people that we love in our lives. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.